It's the Seth Williams Show with Mike Kosoka. And here's your host, Seth Williams and Mike Kosoka. Welcome to another Wednesday night edition of the Seth Williams Show with Mike Jaselka. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Hi, all the way around. Look at you, all spiffed up tonight. Well, um, as you know, uh, and maybe mentioned the end of last week, I won't be here last hour of the show. It's Ash Wednesday, and uh, I'll be a lector at 7 o'clock tonight at my church in Avon. So. Oh, that's cool. Yep. Very nice, very nice. So you're going to kick off my, uh, just before 6, and Paul Ratto will be joining us uh, for the 6 o'clock hour. Nice. Um, Curtis Danberg from the Guardians will also be joining us uh, around 6 o'clock, uh, live from Arizona, uh, which you can see that's where I'm at currently. Yeah, I see that. Uh, the one thing I will say, and I might as well say it now because it won't be here after 6, I would tip my hat to the organization and Chris, I think they did a um, tremendous job of uh, doing right by John. I know you and I went to uh, the viewing, got a chance to talk to some people there, but what they did as far as pictures, video, the flag outside, um, they did a first class job. So I'm I, hats off to that. I didn't make it to Mass today, unfortunately. I know it's Ash Wednesday, like you're going to go. I thought about just, you know, so I looked right at least. I thought about going out to the garage and, you know, getting a cigarette from somebody that smokes outside or whatever and Doing the ashes. smashing it on my face for yeah. a minute. Um, but I didn't think that would, would go over well. Um, so, good evening. I saw the best... Uh, post because I just saw the politically incorrect uh, mechanic. Right. And I thought of Charlie from Charlie's Auto Repair in Lakewood and the sponsor of our hotline. And he had the best post the other day. Um, you know, with everything going on in East Palestine with the train derailment and everything. And right. Trying to get aid there. I know Trump dropped off a bunch of stuff uh, yesterday or today, I think. Today, he's still doing it. I watched yeah. part of it before the show started. But <laughs> Charlie had the best post. He said, uh, DeWine says, if we just stop riding trains for four to six weeks, we can take care of the problem. Unbelievable. Said the same thing about the mask back in the day. Here's here's the part that got me. I watched I, um, part of what was going on locally there. And some people from all over, I don't know if there were bloggers or media people, but they were asking about the water and stuff like that. And the one guy said, you know, the governor came here and drank a glass of tap water. We're not worried about the city water supply. What we're worried about is all the creeks and streams and lakes and ponds that all the wildlife. Yeah. Got about him because everybody down there hunts and fishes. And that's the stuff that they're concerned about. That's not addressed by going, look, this glass of water tastes pretty good to me. No. And like if you saw some of the videos, like J.D. Vance was there and uh, other people were there and they put like a stick into the water. Right. And all of a sudden, you just saw this rainbow <laughs> effect in the water. Now, I'm pretty man. sure that if I go down to my sink and I or my tub and I fill it up with water and I stick a stick in it, it's not going to turn a rainbow color, uh, right. like an oil slick. Uh, so, 
Yeah, I think something is pretty rough there. I'm worried about me and my family at this point. The other day, on Monday, uh, just before we started the show, I opened up the window here, and all of a sudden, it smelled this awful stench. It was like death. And uh, I shut the window first. I, I thought that, like, I, I stepped in something and came into the house and there's crap on my shoe or something. Right, but, right, right. And no, apparently there was that explosion in Oakwood Village. And you know, we didn't really know because we were doing the show at the time. Yeah, I remember when she came in and we were talking to each other. We even thought you had said that it might be a skunk outside. I thought it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but it was uh, apparently that smell from the, that explosion coming all the way from Oakwood Village to Broadview Heights. And it was so bad. And, I, and my cat was actually sitting in the window. I was slightly concerned that we were all going to, to die or something because of that chemical stuff. But uh, my lips didn't fall off. My skin wasn't flaking off like in East Palestine. So right. I guess um, we're okay. My understanding is the city water supply comes from four wells in the area. They aren't drawing off Lake Erie like we are. True. But the wells, like I said, are already treated and they go through their water treatment facilities and all that other stuff. It may be well water to start with, but by the time it gets to the tap, it's a hell of a lot different than hunting going hunting next year and the, you got the deer in the cross site and the deer's got three heads uh waiting for dewine's color-coded charts showing which areas are safe to be in <laughs> yeah or amy acton to say next slide next slide that's all she said was next slide right right amy acton was great because she was a ridiculous to talk to or listen to and Talking about donning your mask and putting on your cape and everything, and you're like a, some sort of freaking superhero uh, during the uh, pandemic if you wore your mask. And it was crazy. And she was ridiculous saying next slide all the time. But she was kind of hot. So if you just turned down the volume on the TV and looked at her, it was okay. Oh, it was even better if you made up your own dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. Believe me, I was doing that. <laughs> there. We had to watch every freaking press conference during that that time and play every press conference from DeWine and play every press conference from Trump. And we never did a show for like months because it was just nonstop press conferences. Wow. Uh, but whatever. You could text the show via YouTube. Now, we do have some changes I want to get into, some things that are going on, some ways that you can watch and listen, and some different things that are happening with the show. So these are kind of exciting things. If you have an Amazon Fire Stick or Amazon Fire TV, you can now download the CMS Network app on the your Fire TV or Fire Stick, the CMS Network app, and you can watch the show there um, and all the shows that are on the CMS Network app. But it's very cool, and you can uh, watch the show on your Fire Stick or Fire TV. Very excited about that stuff. There's more TV stuff to come. Um, also, the CMS... TV Live, I think it's called. We're broadcasting there as well now. Um, so you got to look for this stuff. Just look for CMS Network, CMS TV, all that kind of stuff. It'll be online. You'll be able to check it all out. Another cool feature that we are doing now, Chris, text me if I'm if I'm wrong here, but we have a Listen Live button on our website. So the SethWilliamsShow.com, the SethWilliamsShow.com, there's a Listen Live button or Listen button. And you can listen. It's an audio feature. Wow. So you don't have to watch the show. You can 
put it on in your car, on your phone, whatever, and just listen to the show without the video. So you don't have to look at us being ugly and stuff. And you don't have to say Seth, you're fat. And, uh, but you can actually just listen to the show. And I guarantee we probably sound a lot better than we actually look. Great. Great. So, yes. Takes me three months to figure out how to change the background and try to, you know, do something about the set and stuff like that. And now nobody's even going to ever see it. Yeah. yeah. But you can, uh, you can listen uh, to the show on the website, the Seth Williams show.com. And actually I think that's like super duper cool because now yeah. you, know, you don't have to just look, it's going to be super easy to listen in your car. This right. is what it comes down to. Right. Phone sinks in with your car. You know how to, everybody for the most part knows how to do that with your Bluetooth, whatever. And now all you got to do is hit the listen button on the website and you don't have to uh, watch us being ugly. Let me see here. Make sure. Um, tell them that it plays on their phone if the lock screen is locked. So it still plays on your phone if the lock screen is locked. So this is something that will be really cool, really easy to use. Um, just click on the listen button and then put your phone down on the seat, put your phone down a couple or whatever and listen to the show as it goes on without having to watch it. And you can listen in your car on your way home whenever you want to listen to it. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Nice. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. Wine with the wine. That's what we call the back of the day. Mine would too. So you mean you don't miss the flies buzzing around your head? Yeah, I don't miss the flies. They're actually buzzing around my head. Like uh, It was funny. We had some people over not that long ago who were here while I was doing the show. And uh, I uh, went downstairs after the show was over, and they had the first episode ever on YouTube on TV. Wow. And it was the most horrific thing I ever have seen. I don't know how we got away with, with doing that. We should have been canceled that day. Um, not that we're that much better now, but at least the background looks better. The show looks better. I don't know if it yeah. sounds better, but we look better. Um, but that that show, just looking at the, like the cameras were so close to us, it looked like big giant blobs on the TV. And then there are flies flying around. There's no green screen. It looks so bad. Oh, my um, word. So we're the work that he's done and getting the show going and getting it going in the right direction, I hope. If it wasn't for my dumb ass putting something on Facebook, we'd be on Facebook and having a good time tonight. Uh, but we are on CMS TV Live. We're on CMS Facebook page right now, YouTube, of course. Um, and then, of course, we're posted everywhere afterwards. But I really am a big fan of this new listen uh, button on the website. So check it out on the Seth Williams show.com. Uh, you can also order your free show stickers there. Um, you do have some shirts left. If you want to order a shirt, you're in the air. Sure. Tribute to Triv. Uh, but definitely check out that, that feature. Cause I think that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, Natalie said, I heard giant Eagle took their bottle spring water off the shelf because it comes from a spring from that area. Wow. I will look into that. Yeah, me too. We should have Tony Masashi coming up in just a little bit. I think he's going to be painting tonight as well as eating, drinking, and everything else. Okay. I don't know if he's much of an artist, but... I don't know, but he always shows up when we're hungry. Yeah. Well, at least you get to leave at six. 
Are you going to pick yeah, up some meat on the way to the church? It's Ash Wednesday. I got to fast. Fast? I mean, I've never looked. Two full I'm not a church, of course. You know, we get the ashes and all that kind of stuff. But uh, what do you mean? You have to fast all day? No meat today. And you're not. Uh, the three meals, if you uh, eat, should actually total one that you usually eat. So I already screwed that up. Yeah. Uh, now, the meat thing kind of bothers me a little bit. Because I'm trying to figure out what they mean by meat. Because you're allowed to eat fish, correct? Correct. But fish is a meat. Well. Fish is the flesh of a living organism. So by definition, it is meat. Yeah, but. I uh, thought the whole fish thing was more of a back in the day trying to, you know, bump the fishery. No, no, no. I don't think it was that way. I think that. um Fish is um, not a mammal, but it's meat, right? So I mean, I, I, smaller. I, you know, who knows what? I, you know, a lot I mean, I'm of not trying to argue. You know, religion no, 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 with it's you. not I'm argument to... at all. I don't even know if they knew what they were talking about then. I mean, don't forget, we used to throw virgins into volcanoes and think that that would make it rain. So a lot of what those people thought back then is not, you know, really real. <laughs> Heard the same thing about Johnny. The spring water comes from that area. Welcome to the Facebook jail club, buddy. Great. Yeah, that sucks. I looked uh, last night to see like how far into this jail that we are. Yeah. As far as the, the show goes, <laughs> because again, I can post stuff, which is great. I, I but nobody sees it. <laughs> that would be the problem. So, so you know, it helps to actually see the posts when when you put them up there. Um, but can we call Zuckerberg and, and see if we can get a pardon? Well, I mean, the thing is, I mean, it's still not limiting us to the point where people aren't listening to the show. I mean, that, no, that's I know. fine, uh, but it would make it a lot easier. And for what we got in jail for, was just stupid. Uh, I'm not going to get in all that again, but um, we still have 11 more days. So oh, 11 yeah. more days. So today, I don't know how many days are in the month. Um, but we have 11 more days, so technically probably, what, like four more shows? That would that would cover it. It's February, so 28 days. I think leap year was last year, wasn't it? Yes. So on the 33rd of February, we will be back out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, who knows where the spring water comes from? Mike's looking hot. Look at that. Joyce says you're looking hot. Nice, Joyce. Uh, we do have Tony Masaccio on, so let's get to our restaurant reporter, Tony Masaccio, live. How are you, Tony? Well, you there? Gentlemen, how are you? We I'm are fantastic. At, I'm at Eaton Count, which is on Chagrin Boulevard, and we are going to go inside. It's the mall, which is on, as it said, on Chagrin. We're going to do the sip and paint, which is right inside. Come on in. It's wet outside. <laughs> well, you it is a little outside. We are inside. Is this beautiful? <laughs> this is Mabel's, which is located here on Chagrin Boulevard, which is a Michael Simon's yeah. restaurant. They're also located on East Fourth. Great barbecue. They have 100 bottles of bourbon on the wall. Downtown, there's over 180 different bourbons. I haven't been eating forever. It looks nice. They got a lot of stuff still in there, I guess. Yeah. Is this beautiful? 
great barbecue. Actually, one of the best barbecues in the city. Um, so again, he started, as we all know, Michael Simon, the Iron Chef, wins in Cleveland. He was located in Tremont, and now he has locations all over the country. He's in Vegas, he's in Philadelphia, um, and of course, Cleveland. So guys, I wanted to show you this place. This is their indoor mall, which has been here since the 70s. Very high-end. Had a lot to do right now for all the kids. The only Our place to get Alan floor. Edmonds shoes in Northeast Ohio. The only place. Come on in. So gentlemen, have you ever did a sip and paint before? I have not. No, I have my, not either. My wife has, but I have not. So it's really cool. What they do, you can get a group or you can do it anywhere from two people. This location can do two people to over 120. And there's a full bar. There's an instructor, which I'm going to show you in a moment here. Shows you how to paint. Everyone does the same painting. It's anywhere from $29 to $39 per person. It's a great group outing. I got to tell you something. I don't know. I can't paint sober, let alone drunk. So this is going to be interesting, gentlemen. So again, I'm walking right through the mall here. This is, it's a great camaraderie, as I said, where you can do this. They're open every day except Monday. So all you got to do is call them up. You can set up any day, whether it's 10 o'clock in the morning till 8 at night. And again, it's a full bar. Right now, they have a party going on, which is with Progressive Insurance. There's about 40 people here. I've heard of that place. Yeah, I have heard of that. The pianos and pallets. Oh. Huh. It looks nice if we can see it. So while I'm here, I'm going to see if I can get my insurance lowered. <laughs> there you go. You got a question. I wouldn't even ask. No, I see what's going on. Oh, yeah. It's just a great little outing. I mean, it looks great. I mean, yeah. I, you know, maybe the, the insurance people have a uh, a line and some you know, better Wi-Fi or something. I wonder if patrons did the art. I think so. Kind of cool. Isn't this cool? It is very it is. cool. Though. I mean, I don't even know what to ask him because I don't think he can hear me. So. Can you hear me? We yeah, can hear you, but it's up. breaking up, Tony. Oh, am I breaking up? All right, let me guess yeah, what. Right. Let me. Can you hear me at all? I'm actually deep inside this mall. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we can yeah, hear we you. Can hear go ahead. Go You're ahead. doing fine. So this is their psychedelic room, which is all black and white. It's got a black light. Isn't this cool? It is. So we're going to start painting here momentarily. Guys, here's the drinks that they have. So again, it's called Pinot Palette. There's a Pinot Noir. This is called their Dirty... I'm sorry, hold on here. It's the Dirty Paint Water in the Sunrise. 
and the seesaw, which is right there. Is that cool? We're going to cool. actually paint that on the back of the wall, which is the skylight of downtown Cleveland. I don't know wow. how it's going to look, but we'll see by the end of the day. Nice. So, again, this is a great little place where you can come in. Guys, I'm going to go outside and get a little bit better reception here and talk okay. about what's going on. Natalie says, I've done these All paintings. Right, it's supposed to be a tipsy snowman, but I don't. So I put a can of Diet Coke in a snowman's hand. All right. Nice. Hey, can hey, hey, can you, you hear me? Yeah, That's we can hear you. <laughs> you may have to go outside the mall, Tony. Yeah. All right. Well, guess what? I'm gonna. All right. Let me let me go out. Yeah. All right. So next we heard week better I'm in the rain. be at what it's called Touch of Italy, which is in Bedford Heights. Yeah. It's in Bedford Heights, which is one of the. Can you hear me better? Yeah. Yeah, just go ahead, Tony. Yeah. So anyways, I'm going to be at Touch of Italy, which is in Bedford Heights. They also have a location, which is on Chagrin and Lee Road. Great little Italian restaurant. So, guys, have any questions? Yes. Uh, yeah. Will they let you paint nudes? <laughs> That's a great question, Mike. You know what? I'm sure if you asked and you came here at midnight... I'm sure for money, you could do anything you want in America, right? Now well, we can hear you. Uh, can yeah. I be a model? That's what I want to know. Can I be one of the nude models? That, you know what? I'm going to ask, Seth, if you can I be one ask of the nude question. models. If you, you know want to stay in there, I wouldn't ask. <laughs> Tony, they're closed on Mondays. Tell them that Seth and I will come down and model, and they can pack the place Monday nights. That'll be perfect, wouldn't it? And guess what? We'll make it into a fundraiser. There we go. For we'll a penal raise a implant. dollar. It'll be for penal implants. Yeah, we'll raise a dollar and a half. <laughs> yeah. uh. You know, what? guess what? I'm sure you can find a place that there's nude painting somewhere. You know what? I, yeah, it'll yeah. happen. So that if place looks very, very cool. Point, I mean, that place does look very, very cool. We saw isn't it. it cool? They, yeah. They definitely need to, you know, increase their bandwidth a little bit or something, but. It was a. Uh, it looks very cool. It looks very nice, and it looks like there's a lot of people there. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So you know what? And again, it's kind of tough when I and I thought about this when we start doing these. I almost have to do this, and we are going to have to do these broadcasts where, um, outside on a patio or next to a, a window, which I'm at now. Right. Because once you start getting deep inside of these stores, it's not going to happen. It yeah, just deep inside the mall is probably a tough one. So, yeah, it's just, just too much. But I did want to show you that. It's kind of, oh, again, great. Not the big, yeah, I'm glad you did. It really yeah, does we look cool. Great, we did get a great visual of it. So, again, yeah. it's called Pinot Palette. You can look them up. Have a great little party. Again, two people. You ain't even come alone because they have a lot of people that are just, um, you know, sit at a table. And you get to know people, you know, just doing this artwork. So, again, for $29, it's something to do. It takes yeah. about an hour. And you get the piece of artwork to take home. And you have a cocktail. So it's always, always something to do. So, hey, guys, again, I'm going to be live at Touch of Italy, one of my best Italian restaurants. I'm going to make sure that hopefully it's a nicer day. I can sit in their outside patio, which is enclosed. Wait till you see this menu. It's absolutely wonderful. Where can people so, hear you on Saturdays? 
Yeah, so I'm going to be, as always, you can tune me in, Flashpoint 1490 WERE every Saturday morning between 10 o'clock and 11. And this week I'm going to be at Fisher's Cafe, which is in Peninsula. I love that place, man. I, I've been there a bunch of times. Uh, that's a good joint. I love Fisher's. Great ribs. Yeah, they, so. they do have great ribs. Uh, before yeah. I got sick, I used to go down there and eat the ribs quite a bit. I, I enjoyed those a lot. Yeah. So, good. so hey guys, real quick, uh, what does spades, the card game, and sex have in common? What's that? If you don't have a good partner, you better have a good hand. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Tony Masaccio. Thanks. Thank you, Tony. In there. Next week, <laughs> I don't want to see their menu. I want to see what's in your to-go bag. And I want to see your picture next week. Fair. Yes. You will right. see my picture. That's a great idea. Yes. Right. Thanks, Tony. In the news. Guys, I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. and Ballot. I, I like that joint. I mean, I've been to, I haven't been inside one. I know that my wife did one. Right. And she uh, she did a good job, actually. And I know she can't draw a lick, but she did a very good job with her painting. So they teach cool. you good. And um, I've heard it's a lot of fun. So check that place out in Eaton, Pinos and Pallet. And it looked uh, like the mall looked fun. But once you get inside that mall, deep into that mall, it was really, really bad reception. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, Natalie said, all the ones I have been to have a subject already planned. It is fun. Yeah. I, they usually do have their stuff planned. Yeah. They... Uh, everybody will be paying money to get them to put their clothes back on. All right. Politically incorrect mechanic. Are you saying yeah. that? Mike and I don't look good naked. I mean, I don't know the rules, but I'm pretty sure that on a podcast on the internet that you know we could probably get away with doing our show naked. Yeah, that would right? bother you. Especially since you can only see us from the waist up anyway. How do you yeah. know I'm not naked? <laughs> that is true. That is very accurate. We could pull a Jeffrey Tubin right now and sit here and do whatever we want in front of the camera as long as right. it's from the, the waist up. Yeah, I don't know what's you know what you're doing underneath that table, nor do I want to know. To be honest with you, yeah. well, you are ambidextrous. I've heard. There you go, Boston. <laughs> so I would like to I would like to check a place like that out, but I, I don't. They look like they had a. I don't know if they have, look like they have snacks or something. You could probably chow on. If not, you go to Mabel's Barbecue. Have you, you ever know, gone to Mabel's Barbecue or any of the time joints? The one on East Fourth. That's any good. It is really good. It is. It is true. Yeah, it's good meat. And I, I don't know. I'm a. I've always been a brisket fan, and I like smoking uh, my own. I like. Uh, See, I, I never. Look, I, I liked. I guess watching Michael Simon with the Food Network and stuff, but I never really liked. Forget about his restaurants. When his restaurant was open in Strongsville, he had a better restaurant, Ribs, right down the road. I mean. So oh yeah. I, I never went. Or tried that place. Um, I think I went to one out in Avon. They had one out in Avon, I think, for a little while. Avon yeah. Lake, maybe. There was a beast spot out there. And I tried it, and, or I went out there. I didn't try. I had a beer there. But uh, I saw, like, the burger came with, like, goat cheese. And I said, no, thank you. I said, that's yeah. right. Um, but I I mean, like I said, I never went to Triv's. is a block away from that. I always went to Triv's. And Triv's, by the way, is still around, whereas a beast spot is not. Correct. So, Correct. Uh, Pick or we don't believe you that we're naked below the waist. 
I, I would. The camera just doesn't move that way. Otherwise, I no, would. No, I can't. Yeah. Show everything. My green screen's in the way. <laughs> because, Mike, when you have got up, yeah, usually you get up to go to the bathroom. So we'll watch. And we'll see wait. What happens. I'm going to have to get up to leave at six o'clock. So. Yeah, if you miss the first few minutes of the show, uh, Mike is going to be taking off the reason he's all dressed up tonight and is uh, looks like an angel of death outfit. It's all black. It's no, it's like... blue. It's navy oh. blue. Yeah, this blue. Is... Yep. Okay, maybe I can see it. Or is that a black shirt underneath it? Yeah, I got. A... Yeah, I got a black shirt and a blue navy blue sport coat. All right, but you're going to church because you're going to get uh, Ash Wednesday. I'm aware. Ash Wednesday, and you're speaking. I'm reading. You're reading. Yep. What are you reading tonight? Scriptures. The first two scriptures before the gospel. This is very exciting because I didn't know that you, you know, did that kind of stuff. I I know I had there were a couple what was it, a couple weeks ago, somebody even like texted or did one on the uh Mario's the message board and asked if I, you know, was religious. I fought with being a Jesuit until I was twenty eight. So you're a Christian socialist. I didn't know there was such a thing. Well, I'm not a so, but I'll tell you that's where the comedy comes from because there's so much of this world that doesn't make sense. There is a lot of... It just doesn't, you know? Um, I'm convinced that... Uh, well, I won't get into it here because I don't have enough time. And But however, if you do want to hear uh, the long version, March 2nd, I'll be at the local in Strongsville. I saw that. You're going to so be doing comedy that there. Show. You want to see the side that I really hold back on here. Uh, I don't know why you hold back on here. I mean, but well, you know, we're just getting started and we're having some fun. And but then again, too, I you know, an hour's worth of material, and when you're headlining, I have the microphone and I'm doing the whole show. So it's a little. Now bit I have a two minute joke that you told. Okay, and I can play for the audience right now. All right, kind of makes sense considering it was a. Religious joke. Yeah. Do you, want, do you want me to play it? I mean, I have. I it. do want I you to play it, but I got to set it up for just a I second. Like, while you're chewing it up, this, let me talk. Yeah. I've been keeping this for a while because you know it you didn't know it fit. But today, yeah. being Ash Wednesday, it's a religious holiday. It's a religious joke, and it's you, and you're going to be taken off. So I might as well play the joke. So go ahead. I think it's a good idea. You're going to hear, and people will know when it comes to that point. I'm on about an hour, 15 minutes after the show started before they get to me. And so many comics made jokes about African-Americans yeah, and yeah. Jews that the MC kept saying, why are people doing this? Why are people doing this? And he'd make jokes about them. So yeah. that's all you need to know before you see what you're going to play. Yeah, and let me tell you that if you can look this up on YouTube. You can look up the entire show on YouTube. Yeah. And what was the name? It was like 51st. 50 51st 50 jokes. And the premise was 50 or so comics at Hilarities on January 8th. It was a Sunday night. And we were supposed to write a brand new joke, the first joke that we wrote for the year, and tell it live on stage. So this is mine. All right. We'll play the joke. And don't forget, at 6 o'clock, Mike is going to be leaving. And then... Um... Curtis Danberg from The Guardians will be joining us and Paul Reddo as well. But this is Mike's first joke of 2023. Hang on. There we go. What up? What up? What up? For it is written and it is known 
that when God set out to create the universe on the very first day he introduced light and it divided the darkness into day and tonight the end of the first day on the second day God created the atmosphere and all of the firmament and so the oceans had currents and tides and the end of the second day and the third day God created dry land raised it up out of the ocean and then there was water and land and darkness and light at the end of the third day on the fourth day God created the sun the moon and the stars four days into creation all of that and on the fifth day God created the birds in the air and the fishes in the sea on day six God created the mammals the animals on the land and all of humanity and that includes Jews and blacks at the end of the sixth day on the seventh day he rested which means he only took six days look around this world folks how much better a job could he have done if he'd have taken a month (laughs) damn dude (laughs) I'll tell you by far and I sat there and watched a painful hour of comedy uh, because you were fantastic. And that the rest of those people were, were really, really rough to watch. Uh, but that was good. That was, that was very good. Uh, I got another booking tonight, too. Michael, what is the date you're going to the local? I will be at the local on March 2nd. So right. Thursday night. Yeah, that's coming up pretty quick, huh? Yep, and then on April 28th, I will be headlining Alex's Theater at the 9. Wow. Man, you got some gigs going up. Good deal. Yeah, little by little, it's all starting again, so. Hell, I'll get all religious just to watch Mike Reed. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, I didn't know Mike can read. Kidding. Man, the politically incorrect mechanic is all over this tonight. His fingers are on fire tonight. You can feel free to call in. I put the uh, link up there, and you can join us on the Charlie's Auto Repair Hotline. Charlie's Auto Repair in Lakewood. And, oh, I did notice this, and our good friend is checking in. Flat Earth guy, plain truth guy. Mike mentioned the firmament. Yeah. that's I know about the firmament, firmament and... That's why I know the Earth's round, just like Tesla did. But anyway, I just love hearing you guys battle back and forth. But I, 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 I mean, truth guy, we are gonna get together at some point, and because uh, I got to hear the truth of everything that's going on. Um, I'll be honest, I on TikTok now, there are a ton of flat Earth TikToks out there. If you're on TikTok, and you should be, if you're not. I know that they steal all of our information, give it to China. I get that. And China's spying all over us. Fine. But TikTok is entertaining. And if you go to TikTok, just look up Flat Earth, and there's just a ton of videos out there. Um, 
Round, yes. A flat for sure. <laughs> I'll put the uh, link back up there if somebody wants to join the show. You can there you go. And you can call in if you'd like and uh, make your comments be known. Um, I did look up that story about the uh, the water from Giant Eagle. And yes, Giant Eagle has pulled a lot of spring water uh, from the shelves because it was um, from that area by East Palestine. It is East Palestine, right? That's the way everybody's been saying it, yeah. Because I saw one news reporter say East Palestine and then East Palestine. Uh, Giant Eagle removes bottled water product produced by a company using spring in the same county as East Palestine. So, yes, that is out there. Well, I don't Plain truth guy does not want to call it, apparently. 70% water. Water is not carbonated, so we are flat. <laughs> I started going to the Rexner again today, or yesterday. Yeah. And because I, I, you know, I, I don't think I've gained a lot of weight, but over the holidays, I tend to gain a little bit. And, yep. You know, I, my stuff is still fitting, but not fitting the way that I wanted it to. Okay. And so I joined there. My daughter joined. And my wife and we uh, are now going regularly again. And it's actually kind of good. And I just thought about that because I didn't have any water with me today. And you have to have water when you're working out. But it was it was nice to get back and see everybody there. But the rec center that I go to is the same one that when my leg fell off, nobody came to help me. Right. Um, but the only people that seem to be working out are incredibly old handicapped people. When we get there, there is no... There were none. There were no handicap spots, and it hasn't been since like we started going back, and that's been a little bit now. And I, I came to a conclusion that just because you're old doesn't mean you're handicapped. And it seems like they give out these handicap placards to just about anybody. And I, I just don't think that everybody should get one. Are you eligible for one? No, but I, you know, I don't uh, disagree. I think those things were designed for people that really had to struggle or it was a challenge for them to park their car and go in there, this, that, and other thing, not just because you're addicted to Cheetos. Now, I think that I'm walking a, a, you know better than I was. Oh, yeah. And oh, I'm yeah. hoping that, you know, that keeps getting better. And, like, I had to go to uh, therapy the other morning on Tuesday morning. And they have set up all these different goals for me as far as my leg is concerned and walking and that kind of thing. And I've achieved all of their goals but one at this point. And they said that I'm way ahead of schedule, and that's good. I'm very happy about that. Um, So, like, some of the tests were they put, like, four boxes, like, tape on the ground, but it was in four boxes. Okay. Step into one box, step over to one box, back into one box, over the one box, and then in reverse. So, keep going around the you know the square boxes mm-hmm. and the first time that i did it with the leg on i had to use both canes to do it and i did it in like 16.9 seconds or something like that and yesterday when i did it i did it without canes and i was able to get in and out of the boxes and i did it in like 8.9 seconds so Whoa. it's a big difference and then they did like tests where i had to like get up from a chair I had to walk down the hallway to a box and walk back and then sit back down. So standing up without using like the arms of the chair, just 
use my legs and walk down the hall to a chair or to a box, come back. And the first time, uh, it was something like 14 point something seconds. And this time it was like eight seconds. And so, you know, it's pretty up, easy, easy to do. Um, the only one, so I, I've surpassed all their goals except for the one, which is a two-minute walk. Now, now, I did the two minutes. I could do the two minutes, and I was walking pretty good. Um, I fell 20 feet short of the goal that they wanted me to get. Now, that's still 60 feet better than the first time I did it, wow. but 20 feet. And I, I said to the therapist, I said, don't you understand? Like, I didn't walk this fast to begin with. I didn't walk this fast when I had two regular right, legs. Right, right. So doing this with the prosthetic leg is pretty freaking amazing, if you ask me. Yeah. And what do I need to achieve this other goal for? I'm probably going back so they continue to get paid. Um, but And I love my therapist, but 20 feet short, and I got to keep going back. Again, I, if there's an axe murderer after me, or the yeah, building is on fire, right. then I'm going to walk fast. But other than that, I have no reason to be going that quickly down the hallway. So it was a, but I, at least I'm happy that they're happy. They they actually said that uh, the progress that I've made was remarkable, and um, when they're excited, I'm excited. When are driving lessons? All right, that's a whole different story. Uh, driving lessons, I have to see like two other doctors. One doctor already signed off on my papers to be able to drive. Um, but there's another doctor that I have to see that I can't get into until it looks like the end of freaking March or early April. Nuts. And it, it's crazy how long it takes to get into some of these doctors. I was supposed to see a doctor at another hospital. And then before I had an appointment, they called and said, we're not taking any new patients. I said, okay. But what am I supposed to do? So they yeah. refilled all my medication, gave me a list of other doctors to choose from, and now I can't get in until probably early April to see uh, this one. In the meantime, I have to get a new leg because this one I've kind of not grown out of, but grown less into because your leg continues to shrink, and so they need to resize the top part of the leg. And but I can't get it until I see this other doctor at the beginning of April. Also, so driving and all this stuff continues to have to wait. Which uh, on doctors, yeah, which led me to ask you when you first told me when we were getting ready for the show, does that mean that everybody between today and the middle of March, when they might have an opening for you, has been waiting for their appointments since Christmas? Yeah, I, I believe so. I mean, it, it's crazy. I've talked to you know, even a friend yeah, of mine, is. a friend of mine is currently going through a medical problem, medical situation, and you know, it's pretty severe. Can't do a lot of his work because of what's going on. And he called the doctor and they said three to four weeks before they could see somebody. And we're talking about somebody that's in pain. Man. I mean, I, will tell you, I don't know why this is, but it's crazy what's going on. You mentioned how you go to the rec center and everybody that is there seems to be older people and people that are afflicted or pain and whatever, recovering. I think we could do a hell of a lot better by our kids and their self-esteem if we would spend some time teaching them to be aware of what they've got when they've got it. Because I don't care if you've been, you know, as severely challenged as you have, but even arthritis and the aches and pains of getting older and so on and so forth, 
you know, that doesn't mean anything to you when you're five. If we took five-year-old kids and said, this is what's coming, they enjoy yourself. Maybe they'd feel better about themselves. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. That's you know, good. don't smoke. This is what happens. Don't get, you know, this is what happens. Behavior said that. And then maybe it'd sink in because, man, you're at that magical age now where you get up and, and you think to yourself, oh, my God, that never hurt before. <laughs> it's just yeah. pains you. It pains in places you didn't even know you could have a pain. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, the politically incorrect mechanic, uh, do we still need to set your car up? Uh, yes, 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 we do. Um, don't forget the Charlie's Auto Repair hotline is open if you want to call in. Charlie's Auto Repair in Lakewood. I'm wondering if Charlie's going to have any snow removal anytime soon. Man. If he, like, if he lived like a state up north, he'd have all kind of jobs going on. Right. I said everything's stopping right by us. Yeah. Mike, are you Catholic? Will you be getting your ashes tonight? Yes, I will. And yes, I am. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's why Mike is dressed in a suit tonight, because he is leaving the show. If you missed it at six o'clock um, tonight, and he will be going to re be one of the readers tonight. Correct. At, at the uh, at mass and getting his ashes and everything else. So that's good. I had, no choice but to, I, huh? I had no choice but to be a com become a comic, Seth, because. I went to Catholic school, too. For people that don't know it, a priest is a man who wasn't tough enough to be a nun. But um, I got in trouble during religion classes because I would ask questions like if Jesus was could walk on the water, was it hard for Mary to give him a bath? <laughs> and uh, could they have gotten the stain out of the Shroud of Turin if they'd have used Miracle White? Wow. I'm, man, I'm glad we're in opposite rooms. Glad I'm not sitting next to you tonight. So, that lightning bolt's gonna be awfully hot. The humor, you know. <laughs> you know, I told you, I, being dear friends with Sam Kinison, the the night that we like hung out for three days in a row, uh, we got to be really, really close. Um, and the discussion was over Gethsemane. Now that's way too serious and complicated to talk about in the 15 minutes I got left, but. Sam used to be a, a Pentecostal preacher before he went into comedy. And uh, I, I will say I, most good comics have a intellectual or spiritual base to what goes on because two things. One, that's where the irony in this world just seems to really stand out. And if you're not deep in thinking about stuff and things, then you're on stage just talking about the fact that you need therapy or twisting balloon animals and stuff like that but that's the comedy we're descendants of the court jesters where if you painted your face you could walk up to the king tell the truth and he wouldn't kill you i'll tell you what though there's some bad comics in this town oh my god yes again if you missed it earlier we played mike's first joke at 2023 from where is that hilarities hilarities yep and it was like a hour hour and a half long special you can find on youtube of all these different comics, are they all local or they they ship them in from somewhere else? No, that's that's Northeast Ohio. <laughs> always been a great comedy town. Well, they weren't funny that night. No, I I understand that. And I, I mean, I know some funny ones, but the, yeah. that, those people were not funny. There were some people that went up there didn't even tell a joke. 
But that's what actually makes it kind of entertaining if you watch it on YouTube. Right, um, right. You'll laugh at some of the non-funny people because they're just that not funny. Well, I'm sharing the stage with some funny people on March 2nd. So there's no cut. There's no admission charge. It's free. The bar's got good food. All I ask is you buy a couple drinks or eat something and it'll be a good show. So it would be really nice to see a good crowd on March 2nd at the local in Strongsville. I've been to that place. I went to see a a band there and it was so crowded I couldn't get in. Uh, but Billy Morris was just there. Yeah. He does play out there. Yeah, he plays out there and on occasion. Yep. Um, let's see here. Mark has a comment. My best runs training for races was when Triv was on, and Bloomer content is boring. I had a late run today, and your show helped me out on boring treadmill. Well, thanks, Mark. That's good. Um, I was on. I again. I, I tried the treadmill a while back. I do the treadmill in therapy because I'm a little bit more comfortable there. Right. Uh, I tried the treadmill at the rec center uh, and my leg fell off. And so that was not a good scene. But now I, I am on like a bike kind of thing because it's a bike thing that I can sit down. Yeah. My, do the legs. And then also it has like arm things on it so I can do my arms and legs. You know what? You time. might like a good rowing machine might be good for you as well. Yeah. Too. Yeah, a rowing machine might be something I'd look into. That work all, everything you want worked out without getting uh, down that low to the ground is kind of difficult though. It's, it's uh, a, uh, you know, I mean, I can get up and down from the ground. I just choose not to. But again, that was the same thing that I had when I had two legs. Why get on the ground? I don't want to. Um. In fairness to those comics, some do need time to get their set going. Yeah, but, and I agree. However, the but goal you, of the show is to write your first joke. It's supposed right. to be a quick hit. Here's your joke. I mean, if you have all that time to prepare a joke, then you don't need to get your set going. And believe me, some of those guys tried to get their set going, and that wasn't the goal of the show. You were supposed to get up there, be funny in a minute or two, and be done. Some of those guys tried doing their routine, and it still wasn't funny. Yeah. Who is the one girl? There was one girl that was really oh, oh, bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to call her out by name, but she got no. up there and said literally nothing and then got off stage. You got to watch this. Got to go to YouTube and watch the 50-ish first jokes. Yes. Hilarities. And you'll see Mike's joke. We played it. We'll play it again on the show at some point. But uh, yeah, it was a, it was something. Most people are just drinking in there and not watching the show. The MC was trying to get people to be quiet. And in fairness, um, Cleveland's also a good comedy audience. The difference being when I would play L.A., New York, where they've seen and done everything or think at least think they have. They're the, they're the audiences that will sit there with their arms folded and stare at you and go, OK, make me laugh. You think you're funny here in Cleveland. If a couple or a group of people or somebody decides to go out, buy a ticket on a you know, on, in the evening, get something to eat, have a couple of drinks. They came out because they want to have a good time. So right. Cleveland, any comic will tell you when you tour, uh, Cleveland's a great place to play because the audiences are, are a hell of a lot better than they are a lot of other places. Yeah, I've seen a lot of comedy here. I mean, is the improv still around? Improv is doing really well. Uh, I know hilarity is around, that kind of thing, and I, I like that, but I didn't know if... Uh... 
there's a lot there's a really good uh comedy scene in northeast ohio a lot of places hell there's a handful of places in lakewood there willoughby no matter where you live if you google comedy in northeast ohio or go to facebook in uh, northeast ohio comedy because you know it's only been a year since that stupid shutdown people are starting to come out again and look for things to do and just like we did with tony masaccio go out with a group and have some fun um akron cards are cool i'm uh, i'll be at the funny stop very soon as well that's a nice club to play they've especially since they've remodeled it but uh yeah, Akron's a really good crowd. And Crackpots is in Maslin. Um, it's a really, really rich area for comics. And, and uh, a lot of comics, you know, Steve Harvey was is from Cleveland. And uh, still credits the time that he got on Cleveland stages and in Cuyahoga Falls for long, even making his career. I'm trying but, to think yeah. of some of the best comics I've seen here. A guy I used to work with I thought was one of the funniest uh, comics ever john mulrooney john mulrooney's yeah. good bill squire's good bill squire's good. Is good um but i saw bob saget had to be one of the funniest guys i've yep. ever seen live uh just because it was so not what you would expect and it was just really really entertaining um and then i jay moore remember jay moore jay moore absolutely we uh did you re- do you remember Robert yeah, I do. We smoked pot in the back of an MMS van with okay. Jay Moore once. And <laughs> well, we got busted back there, but it's outside of a strip club. So there was all these strippers all over the place. And uh, they, were, they were doing like a stripper car wash or something. And so, but we got just wasted in the back of this uh, radio station van. And, and it was a good day. Good time, though. Good day. Uh, Schimmel had a joke that always used to crack me up. Shimmel will come out on stage and go, they have this cream that you can buy to make your manhood bigger. And then he'd wait for a second, look at the crowd and say, wouldn't it make your hand bigger too? <laughs> um, the owner of the Funny Stop is funnier than most comics. Oh, Pete's good. And I'm going to tell you something else about Funny Stop. Not only are you going to see a good show, not only is Pete hilarious and he's there every night and he'll talk to you and whatever, whatever. But his brother, Tony, is in the kitchen. Tony's got a cigar shop down in Cuyahoga Falls there, too. But the breaded pork chops that come out of that kitchen are as good as you're going to eat anywhere. So you're going to get a good meal, see a good show. And, yeah, it's it's a 30-minute drive to get there. But if you're out or dating somebody, let's put it this way. If you can't handle driving with your date, for a half hour and you guys can't think anything to talk about, you should probably be dating somebody else. Uh, are you going to save me? You got to save me a seat at the local. I want to go to the local. On okay, cool. We'll do. Um, I've been told that uh, Dave Landau, uh, comedian, will probably be on the show next week. Okay. So we are looking forward to that. Uh, cool. Dave Landau will be on, hopefully, uh, next week. Um, do you have to run? Is not your time? Yeah, I got five minutes. Um, George Carlin, Robin Williams stand-ups were, to me, were opposite styles, but were so good. Absolutely. I thought George Carlin was fantastic. Um, Robin Williams is an acquired taste. I mean, he was very, he was good. I liked him. I thought he was funny, but I think he was an acquired taste. 
he comedians out there that are like that though. Growing up, my favorite and probably the one that influenced me the most was Jonathan Winters. And you got to dig for Jonathan Winters, but then, but he was just improv, the stuff he could make up, the characters in a moment's notice. They were, and, uh, you know, like I said, uh, he, Bobby Slayton. What about Bobby Slayton? Good guy. You knew all these kind of guys for the most part. Yeah, I left Cleveland in 73 and I went to L.A. and I got I worked at the comedy store. And that was like a portal to get into show business. And everybody would come there and work on their acts and everybody would come there to. There's a great HBO documentary on the comedy store. We're going to get into a lot of that comedy stuff with you um, another night because it is really interesting. You and I have talked about some of that stuff in the car on the way to doctor's appointments. Yeah. some of your past and your history is really, really entertaining. And I don't think a lot of people know it. Um, they, I mean, maybe some of those comedy stores should share more of the money with you. That might be a better way of, you know. Yeah. Well, I've got to, I've got <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But I we have to talk. Are. I know you are. We but have to talk I about go, all that stuff. So. Before I go, because it is time to go, I just saw the post that Chris put up. I want to have a, a phone call or a meeting with us and see about tapping into some of that and yeah. seeing if we could make that a feature for the show and get some of the clubs around town to get some notice and advertise right here on the uh, CMS network. So right. well, that's the business side of things. Go enjoy we'll church to tonight. Go to, have, go to have a good mass tonight. And do I'm well with the reading. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Coming up, we have Paul Rattle will be joining me, co-hosting the rest of the show. And then uh, Curtis Danberg is standing by from The Guardian's. So looking forward to talking some baseball. So, Mike, thank you, and I'll talk to you uh, soon. See you Monday. We'll be right back. What separates Triv's Restaurant in Strongsville from everybody else? Some restaurants you go to to eat the same thing over and over and over. But then there are restaurants like Triv's where you want to go there every single time and eat something different until you have eaten every single item on the menu. Why? Because the food's delicious, and it has been for almost a quarter of a century. Triv's has amazing food, outstanding service, and an opportunity for you to have private dining, special events, and intimate occasions. You can enjoy a memorable fine dining experience in your own dedicated intimate space. Visit Triv's in the heart of Strongsville. Call now for reservations. 440-238-8830. 440-238-8830. Trivs in Strongsville. Joe Burdick custom flags are amazing. Each flag is handcrafted to reflect the imperfect perfection, making each piece of patriotic wall art unique. This is a local small business, veteran-owned and proud. Joe Burdick creates symbolic artwork that is built to last. Display your spirit, pride, and patriotism by calling 440-305-2065 and let Joe's flag serve you. 440-305-2065. Joe Burdick Flags. Let me introduce you to Charlie's Auto Repair. Any car, any truck, any problem, Charlie's does it right. You know how it is. The check your engine light comes on, you put air in the tires, 
and the light is still on. 216-470-0170. That's Charlie's Auto Repair, 13728 Madison in Lakewood. Charlie can do it all, from small engine repair to fleet maintenance and system diagnostics. Winter is here, so call Charlie's Auto Repair for snow plowing needs. 216-470-0170. Charlie's Auto Repair. Let Charlie make your car great once again. Right back here on the uh, Seth Williams Show with Mike Kosaka. Paul Ratto joining us. Paul, are you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you. That's good. Oh, good, because I thought I was having mic issues. No, I can hear and you. And not Chisalka. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. I can see you. You're looking good. Is my camera okay? Because I don't have one of them expensive things like you got. I got to use my phone. No, yeah, it's it's good. It bounces around a little bit. but you know, Well, good. that's because it's dynamic visual stuff, you see? Yeah. so <laughs> That I like it. You can see probably a little too close there. Okay. Thank you for joining me for the last hour of the show. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for agreeing to let me because I usually nap at this time. I get home from work and I and I and I eat and then I take my nap. So thanks for letting me do the show from my recliner. Well, it's it's one hour. You look good. I like that. It's a good look. Thank you. you. Wake me up if I nod off. Yeah. Um. Actually, right now though, we have a Curtis Danberg on the line. So you ready to talk some baseball? Oh my God! Absolutely. Curtis Danberg from the Cleveland Guardians. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining uh, Paul and myself. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having me, Seth and uh, Ratto. It's good to see you. You know, good to see you too. Oh my God, Curtis! Spring training. I think of all those memories we had at Beefo Brady's down in Winter Haven. So it's it's. it's good I know somebody Brady. sent me a photo of Old Shana Lakes Park, and all the memories come rushing back. Absolutely, those are great times. Hey, and congratulations uh, with you because my God, you've been with the organization for. What, 20 years now? This will be my 28th. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah. It's crazy. Goes fast. Yeah. We haven't had a chance to talk, actually, and I'm, I'm glad that Paul's here for it since, you know, Kriv unfortunately passed. I saw you um, at an event for another radio, 92.3, I think it was, um, down in the flats. And it was just after I got home from the hospital. I was still in a wheelchair, still had long hair. And I ran into you down there, and it was the first time I'd seen you since all that happened to me and it happened with Triv. And so it, it, we unfortunately ran into each other a few weeks back at uh, John Adams Wake, but it was good to see you. And I'm, I'm again glad to, to see you tonight. But it's been a crazy year, it really has. That's, a, that's an understatement. Um, definitely saddened by the loss of Johnny, battled for the past three years. and. Um, certainly a huge loss for the community and certainly for our organization. You guys, you guys did a great job, though. You guys did a great job honoring John, and uh, I think the, the wake was very nice. And uh, It was really cool how it was set up with, like, pictures of him everywhere, and there was actually a picture of him and Triv together. There was. It was very um, he was a part of our family. I mean, 50 years within one organization and supporting us all those cold-weather April-May games and um, – so a tremendous uh, way for us to kind of pay tribute to him to be involved. Well, if there was a if Guinness Book of World Records has a category for somebody who was the most photographed, <laughs> I want to throw John Adams' name in yeah. there. Because when John passed, everybody that I knew put on every level of social media their photo with John Adams. It was incredible. It, the, the joke was – 
you either had a Bob Feller photograph or an image with John Adams. Right? <laughs> it's crazy though how we lost two people that loved baseball so much when it like Triv and John, and we was just it's a Triv loved baseball as much as anybody I've ever met in my entire life. You know that, Paul. I mean, just, oh, absolutely. And you know, he he would love to see how uh, well this team has been doing, and uh, it's just it's sad. It really is. So. And then think but, of opening day. I mean, Trevor was I'm, the first one always yeah. to bring John. He wanted to be a part of the show every every year. That was part yeah. of the tradition. And we'd get there. We'd get there real early to set up. I even brought my grill. Thanks for letting me grill those dogs and burgers and stuff, Curtis. They were good. Yeah, they, we we set it up. Uh, John was always there, first to go. Glad to be part of the the, the ambiance. Of course, he was the ambiance of the game. He was happy that Triv asked them, but he didn't. He was so humble, he didn't realize how important he was to the to the whole opening day atmosphere. You know, him being himself. Uh, but we did those year after year after year. I was just telling somebody, Curtis, about um, Triv was very appreciated appreciative of uh, Bart Swain's efforts. Of course, Bart's uh, position in the organization was uh, helping set up the interviews with the players for people like Trivisano. And uh, one day Triv said, find out what Bart drinks and get him like 24 bottles of whatever his favorite, you know, flavor is. And and we did that. And I remember you helping me get it up to, to Bart's office the very first year before he knew that we were doing it. But after that, it was like one of those nice opening day rounding out the day uh, uh, wrap-ups with the uh, gift that Triv would get, uh, Bart and the whole crew for helping us uh, get the interviews. That was just one of those memories of, of opening day that I'm going to take on, you know. And I, and the funny thing is Triv never paid me back for that beer. I just <laughs> never never did, not once. And I, he, I don't always, know. he would always call and say, hey, Curtis and Bart, you know, line me up. So what do you got for me? I was like, we're going to do the same thing we always do for you, Triv. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. But you got us the best. Like, Omar Vizquel didn't do a whole lot of interviews for everybody else. And Triv and Omar hated each other. But Omar still did that interview because you and Bart were doing your thing, man. You were setting up Triv. And, and, and those are good interviews, too. They were very professional, both of those guys. I was surprised. And I don't know how you felt, Paul, but I was always in that uncomfortable position of dealing with Triv saying, call Curtis. <laughs> Call Antonetti. Get him on the phone. Well, <laughs> call Chernoff. <laughs> call Shapiro. Well, actually, that was Marty <laughs> Allen's job. <laughs> yeah, well, that was my job, too. And, you know, Seth took it over, too. Yeah, that's what my job. Call him. Get him on the phone. And I felt so bad always having to bother somebody. At one point, I can't remember what I was talking about. I was talking with Antonetti about something on the show. And Antonetti told me to jump off a bridge. And I felt honored that I was almost on the status of Triv, annoying him so much that he told me to jump off a bridge. But it was always it was always a pleasure talking to everybody in, in the organization. You guys have always been so accommodating, and that's why I appreciate you coming on tonight too. Oh, it's my pleasure. So you're in Arizona. What's the weather? I am, like the there? weather's just as bad as it is in Cleveland. I, I don't know. About oh yeah, that. I heard that. We had an ice oh, storm today. We had, we had to pretty much cancel all our uh, our practice today. Um, a couple of the pitchers did their side work, but we had to be in the cages. We had like fifty to sixty mile per hour winds and. We're not going to see 70 degrees for at least the next two weeks. So if we're trying to get our work in, I think it's going to be warmer in Cleveland tomorrow than it is in Arizona. So mm. how's everybody doing? Much. How's everybody doing? We saw a couple of the top prospects are a little bit banged up, but guys that may not have seen, you know, stuff up here this year, but how's everybody feeling so far? Good. I think uh, physicals went well and we had our big team meeting yesterday, except for Tito 
uh, chipping his tooth and having to deal with the dentist uh, yesterday afternoon. There's always something going on. Uh, but we had uh, a lot of meetings today, and we're getting ready for game one on Saturday. Well, that's what I thought was funny is I'm watching the news this morning, and you know things are going at least okay when their top story about the Guardians is that Tito chipped a tooth and he spilled his coffee. Like, All right, well, <laughs> we'll take that. I'll take that over, you know, somebody threw a shoulder out or something. Right. So, uh, that was good to hear. Hey, tell Tito it's a long, it's a long season, so you know we could withstand a little injury like that. You know, he knows hey, the game. Uh, I wanted to say that uh, how how is uh, this spring now? It's one of those springs where the organizations have to deal with the uh, preparation for the World Baseball Classic. How does that and the weather give you guys a little bit of concern? Um, we had to start a little bit earlier. A lot of those guys came in early uh, that are participating. Uh, luckily for us, you know, a lot of our, our big guys are not participating. So Jose Ramirez sitting out. Um, we really have of, of regulars, Andres Menez, Cal Quantrill, uh, and Bo Naylor are kind of the big names that are participating. Uh, then a bunch of our minor league players. So it does change the dynamic of, of getting work done, and especially those guys kind of ramping things up. Um, and then the weather doesn't make it easy. Like we have the routine to get people ramped up and ready to go and uh, when you kind of lose a day, that, that does hurt. Well, just as long as it doesn't lead to any injuries, because I guess that's right. what the, most of the spring training is uh, is for, is to get the guys in physical shape, lengthen their arms out for the pitchers, make sure the guys' hamstrings are nice and loose, because it is such a long season, but you still, it's the injuries. That's the one thing, you know, that's the most important part, which is why strength and conditioning, they need to get paid a little bit more. That's just one man's opinion. And you both know things have changed a lot. I mean, spring training back in the day was guys would work in the offseason and do a job because they weren't getting paid a lot, and you show up to get in shape. Well, I tell you what, these guys are in shape and ready to go because um, it is their full-time job. All Pretty much uh, at least 11 and a half months of the year uh, they're training. So to see how they came in a condition, they're, they're ready to go. But we need to keep them healthy and, like you said, be ready for opening day out in Seattle. What, what, what's the uh, renovations and everything looking like at the uh, the ballpark? So we will not start those until the end of this season. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll begin construction. We're finishing our planning. Obviously, we've announced what projects are going to be, but we'll start uh, hopefully in November after a World Series victory and parade. And then we will have a few projects done before 24, and then everything will be done prior to the 25 season. Anything new for this season that people can look for? What are they looking for at the ballpark this year? No, I think but we'll, I'm sure have a couple new food and beverage uh, wrinkles that we'll roll out for our fans prior to opening day. But as far as concrete, tangible changes, the ballpark, no, because we're going to be waiting until after this season. That's what I always hated about my job is not only was I in charge of calling you, uh, <laughs> but I also then was in charge of sitting back at the station, running everything. And so I never got to go out and enjoy all the food. I'd be sitting there while Triv and Glenn or Triv and Carmen or whoever is sitting there chowing down, eating all the new good stuff. And I'm sitting in the studio, which is watching the sunshine outside. Seth, I can empathize with you. No, no. I was the guy that was there, but Seth, you, you needed to learn from the master Marty Allen. He had an intern go get the stuff where (laughs) I was and brought it back to the studio. So big daddy never missed a meal. Yeah, I guess that's what I should have done, but I didn't do that. But yeah, it was, it was, I was always <laughs> hey, so yeah, Curtis. Opening day, listening to everybody down there and me sitting back there, it was, it was kind of sad. But what, Paul? Curtis, I wanted you to try to get some updates for the, the ballpark this year, okay? 
want you to try to get two leather recliners like the one I'm in right now reclining. See if you can get those in section 461, row E, seats 9 and 10. That's well, all size, I need. Besides that recliner, we might need a few more seats than just seats 9 and 10 to, wow. to take and then Whatever. My wife doesn't need one. Just get one for me. <laughs> we have uh, Wayside Furniture. We have recliners just like that that we use for our fireworks nights down in the field. So, Oh, big bonus. They're already in the ballpark. We just need to convert I, them to your section. I, I'm looking forward to the to the changes to the ballpark because you guys addressed the, the lower level, and now these changes are going to the upper level. Well, Curtis, I don't know if, if, if I told you this since the last time we had talked, you know, casually, but uh, I've started to do this minor league baseball pilgrimage thing every year i go and i visit a few ballparks my wife and i are up to 26 minor league ballparks that we visited That's so incredible. it's yeah it's 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 nice i mean people they do this where they go to major league parks but you know i'm on an economic income you know what i mean i you know i go to cleveland stay at the progressive field that's my major league park but i try to visit as many minor league parks as i can to take in the ambiance and uh, i tell you what uh, baseball is a great sport. Uh, there's there's a lot of talent in the minor leagues, especially in our organization going to Lake County and, and Columbus and Akron. Uh, other minor league teams, they go all out to make it a really good experience for the person that's going to watch baseball. And uh, Cleveland is, is right on board with that. You guys are, you know, keeping up with a ballpark that I can't believe that I'm going to say is one of the oldest in the league now right. when I remember when they broke ground for it. But uh, you guys have to make changes to stay relevant and to keep people in um, interested with more than just great baseball. That's the key. And, you know, you yeah. have to have that fan experience. And like you said, Paul, we haven't touched the upper deck since the ballpark opened in 94. So to enhance that experience for all those fans uh, that, you know, do sit up there was, was very important in this next iteration of renovations. I was and I, I think that uh, where they were picked on the ends – because those are the most neglected parts. And now to, to put a little bit of life over there, that'll spread it out. Uh, it, it'll, it'll just uh, make the whole, the whole uh, ballpark an atmosphere for, for great baseball. I think it's a great idea. I was actually a senior in high school in 94, cutting school at Ignatius to go to see the uh, opening day. That's a good memory right there. It is. Absolutely is. We have people texting on the show. Uh, Curtis, what is your take on the new rule changes? Specifically, is it really necessary to speed up the game? Part of baseball's charm is always a day at the park. I do think it's necessary. I, I think to engage new fans, uh, to create a Christmas, the, the game that we loved and grew up in the 80s and uh, early 90s that had a big, better pace uh, of play, uh, we need to bring that back. We need more action. It, it can't just be strikeouts and home runs. We, we need the, the, the action that's going to happen. And I think – Increasing the size of the bases, um, I think having the, the pitch clock, all those things, uh, it's worked in minor league baseball. To your, to your point, Paul, that you probably saw that uh, yes. last couple of years, um, shaving off twenty to thirty minutes a game, um, I think is going to help uh, get maybe more people involved. So I'm excited to see how it impacts us at the big league level. What is the point of the big bases? They do. I mean, I've seen so many people say they look like pizza boxes. They can they do, but uh, two reasons. Number one. Uh, preserve and stay away from injuries for those collisions at first base, especially. Um, and then secondly, you, you hopefully going to encourage more base dealing. So there's more action and more fun, uh, you know, for the, the fans to get involved in and, 
And again, past couple of years, it's either been home runs or strikeouts. We need more action. We need more. And that's with the shift going away. Yeah. More balls to the infield that singles have gone away that should have been doubles and vice versa uh, because of that, that right field person. So Jose Ramirez, uh, Josh Bell, Josh Naylor, hopefully going to get more singles instead of a ground out 4-3 on right field. But is it the shift? I mean, I know that a lot of people don't like it, and I, I, don't, I don't think Triv is a big fan of the shift either, but isn't it part of strategy? If you're a good ball player, you should be able to hit it the other way, bunt. I mean, some of the nuances of baseball go away when you take away strategy like that. No, you're right, and I think Tito always kind of pushes against some of the, uh, especially the the bullpen rule where you had to face three yeah. batters. Yeah. Um, you know, he didn't like that because he did take away the strategy piece. And um, But I think he's very supportive of this. He knows the need to get some Christmas back in the game. We talked about uh, the Guardians actually the other night on Monday Night Show uh, for the entire couple hours, and you know, people were calling in with questions, and they wanted to know, are they still trying out the whole robot balls and strike stuff in the minor leagues? Is that something we could see in the majors at some point, or is that not? What do you think? They are testing it out in the minors, and they're, they're doing two things. Number one, it's um, completely all-in automatic. You still have the umpire back there, but uh, the computer screen saying, hey, it's a ball, it's a strike. Uh, the other thing they're testing out is doing uh, a challenge system. So a batter has a certain amount of challenges, so it's not every single pitch. But, hey, if it's a called third strike and the batter thinks it was a ball, you can challenge a few, uh, I think, per inning. Uh, but they're tweaking that. I think that – I can see that being more realistic than going all in on balls and strikes being all automated. I saw that in Charlotte when I when I went to a yeah. game in Charlotte at the AAA level. They had that in place where the batter gave the signal to the ump and uh, they went right to the big board, right on our on the yeah. scoreboard. There was what you used to seeing on TV where the location of the ball was. It was quick. It was uh, it was it was. Didn't stop and slow the game down like, you know, NBA and NFL does with their replay. Right. It was just a quick, let's go to the scoreboard. And the umpire was right. Let's get back to the game. Yeah, it, that when, when I saw that in Charlotte, I thought, if that's coming to the major leagues, that, that that's a nice thing. You want to get every call right. And uh, this way you're also auditing the umpires. And, yeah. and uh, when I saw it in Charlotte, it, it, was, it, was, it was pretty good. I was, I was, but, I was surprised. But that would have helped us in 95 with uh, Brinkman behind the plate. Calling everything a ball and everything is, you know, oh my God. For, uh, against the Braves. You'll remember that. Uh, I was uh, in such a good mood, and then Danberg brings up that <laughs> that thing. Oh, Curtis, I thought that, that we talk not of that anymore. We know about it. Everybody knows about it. We don't talk about it anymore. Okay, come on, man. How is spring training in Arizona different than, than Winter Haven? I, I, Paul, you had a great time down in Winter Haven. I never got to go to any of these spring well, training things. Winter Haven was a dump. Going. It was a dump. Curtis, not, Curtis has been there. there. You see, nice. what's that? Well, Rado's correct. Winter Haven, that facility was. I mean, we were supposed to be there a couple of years. We ended up staying there. What? Uh, I think fifteen years. Yeah. Um, so the facilities out here are state of the art. Number one, but number two, really the travel. Um, it's a dynamic change where your your longest trip out here is forty to forty five minutes. Where in Florida, from Winter Haven. You leave at six in the morning, drive two and a half hours to Fort Myers, play a game, and get back on the and track. Tra you know how traffic is down there. Um, you wouldn't get home till eight or nine o'clock. So you've got these big league million dollar ball players on these buses. Um, this is so much better from a baseball standpoint. From a fan standpoint, being able to drive down to Florida, 
uh, was certainly a game changer for a lot of our fans, which it is tough to make that trip via car out to, to AZ. I know we had Peter Knapp on the other day. Um, the guy he's went, making the trip. He is. I, he went to 129 games or something like that last year. His, his goal is to do 162 this year. I mean, that's passion for the game. I'll tell you that. Uh, he, he's, he's an inspiration. He's a good guy. Good he really, I think inspiration is a good word, Seth, because yeah. uh, I mean, he's doing that solo on yeah. his own. Um, and I was blown away last year with him getting 120 plus games. And now he's coming out to spring training and wants to do a, a buck 62. It's, it's really impressive. And I wanted to give it to, up to you guys too. We had a lot of people texting me the other night saying you guys did a great job. I mean, you got to throw out the first pitch. You got to meet everybody. You got to, I think it was interviewing Tom Hamilton, I think this week. Uh, and so you guys, man, it's really cool what you guys have done for him. It was fun to see the players reactions to meeting Peter um because yeah. i as i was introducing i was like do you realize he's been he was at the clinch he was at 120 plus games and they were blown away by that so i think creating that connection was really important for us the players and certainly for peter himself uh, somebody texted him wishing the guards were in florida crowds were bigger in florida than arizona it's true like i said it's definitely more convenient uh you know for the uh the fans to get down to florida versus az well, they have a patch for John Adams. You guys have done a lot for John. So. We have, but uh, we, we are talking about uh, different ways to pay tribute uh, to him this upcoming season. So uh, uh, announcement will be coming closer to the uh, opening day about what we plan to do. But we do plan to do a few things. So, and I noticed that last year that you had a, a drum banging on the scoreboard at the appropriate continue. time in the game to get the fans yep. involved in the game. Is that going to continue? That's going to continue. And, again, that's – John's audio, uh, back about five, six years ago, we taped his drum audio that we have in our scoreboard system, which nobody could predict in the future. But with COVID, we played it that year. Um, and obviously, he hasn't been back to the ballpark since 19. So we've been using that audio, and we'll continue to do that. Uh, I think that's awesome. What's the uh, schedule look like for uh, spring training? We got the first game you said on Saturday? First game on Saturday. We always play the Reds. Three times in spring. We play them the first game. We play them on St. Patty's Day, and we play them to, to end this uh, exhibition season out here in the Cactus League. So uh, excited to get baseball going here pretty soon. Home opener sold out? We're working on it. Uh, we're ahead of where we've been the past couple years, so demand's been good. We're selling about 1,000 tickets per game, and uh, we're under 10,000 now. So if you still want to, uh, to attend on April 7th against the Mariners, uh, be sure to get your tickets uh, now. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited for this upcoming season. I told you, last four times I've tried to take my daughter to a game. It has been rained hey. out. Or so I, Last game we went to, we had club seats, great seats. We're in line to get food. The players are on the field starting to warm up. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a storm comes, and it didn't stop raining for four hours. <laughs> we get into the car, and they say, all right, we're going to start playing baseball in 20 minutes. <laughs> you got to get it. You gotta be kidding me! So I'm gonna make it to a good weather game this year and see you guys play. So I'm looking check the forecast, see the sun. We had a rough year last year. We had uh, ten rainouts at home. We had two postponed games on the road, not counting the two in New York during the division series. So uh, we had our league meetings, and they stood up there and said, "Hey, we only had 48 cancellations all year, uh, but 12 of the 48 were the Cleveland Guardians." So, <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Hey, as, and as I had pointed out before, I'm a, a proud quarter package uh, ticket season holder with Mondays and Tuesdays or Mondays and Wednesdays. And I just wanted to say that I, I was really surprised how affordable those packages are, that uh, if anybody wants to buy Cleveland Guardians tickets, 
that, that and they want to go. I mean, you even have six packs where you can go to six games. Uh, that I'm happy to say that in a major league ballpark, you still have some affordable tickets. We do. I mean, it's, good seats too. Yeah, if you're value, you know, looking for that value, we have it. Um, so especially early in the season um, during the week, but uh, even like you said, the six packs are a tremendous value. Six games, you know, before. Uh, the holidays, they were as low as, you know, $70. Um, usually they're like six or under 99. But uh, again, tremendous value. The promotions that we're going to be rolling out this year, a lot of new things. We've got a Hawaiian shirt giveaway. We've got a, a Jose Ramirez, uh, uh, a, a bucket hat. It's kind of a reversible bucket cap. Uh, we're going to do mini gold gloves and it's going to be a mystery. So we had four gold glovers. You might get one of the four when you come to the game. So have, having a little fun along the way. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm looking forward Yeah, good to promotions, too. Good promotions. Fireworks good times at the ballpark. I love baseball. And, oh, you know, I just want to I want to point out that, that, you know, by going to minor league ballparks, I've been doing that probably since uh, 2019. Just before COVID, we, we went through Pennsylvania and New York. And uh, then we went to North Carolina, and then we went west. But we, we saw a lot of baseball. My wife pointed out that um, the game is a little bit different in the minor leagues because the players are hungry. That seems they run out everything. They run through a wall for a fly ball. And I said to her, I was like, you know, I think that's what I like about the Guardians. The guys are still young. They come up from the minor leagues, and they're playing like minor league type of baseball that the rest of the major leagues wasn't used to. And I think that's – why we, we surprised them with the what leading the league at infield hits. They were playing like minor leaguers and they were enjoying it. You know, it, it's, it was a good brand of baseball to watch. We had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Well, Curtis, I thank you for coming on tonight. I really, no, it's been a pleasure. Appreciate you asking and good to have both of you on the horn or in this case, uh, on the laptop. Yeah, see, it's uh, different now. It's a little bit different than, you know, it's, it's kind of fun. Yeah. A little video action, a little something. A little, uh, I'm usually right. sleeping by now, but you're I'm not even level. tired. You're next level, Seth. <laughs> I'm, yeah, well, not, not yet, but we're trying. But thank <laughs> you. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. We're looking forward to the season. Look forward to it. Uh, seeing you at the ballpark. Go Guards. All right, thanks. Go guys. Guards. Curtis Danberg, Cleveland Guardians. Much appreciated. That was cool. I like that fact that he would come on this show of all things. So. Oh, yeah. And he knows so much about organization. Like he said, he's been there 28 years. You know, uh, he's a great guy, a great resource to, to have on to talk about baseball. Yeah, I felt, you know. I, Come I, on, Seth, let's go out to Arizona, man. We should. Pack Look, a, I get, go back. I get let's good go. seats now because, you know, I'm handicapped. I'm limb deficient is what they call me. And so, you know. Now so I, I just go on with him. And I get good seats wherever I go. So, <laughs> all right, let's take a quick break, and we'll uh, be right back. Paul Rado hosting, co-hosting with me for the rest of the uh, the hour. I appreciate that, Curtis Danberg from the Guardians. Thank you, and we'll be right back in about two minutes. Hang on. Hey, it's Seth from Mario's Barbershop in Parma, 7526 Broadview Road in the Pleasant Valley Shopping Center right next to Big Lots. You got to check out Mario, man. Great guy, does a lot for charities, but can perform miracles with hair. He even made me look clean cut. Does my hair, does a great job. Love talking to the guy while I'm sitting there. It's a great place to go. Local business. You gotta go to Mario's Barbershop in Parma. Mario's Barbershop in Parma, 7526 Broadview Road. Again, in Parma, Pleasant Valley Shopping Center, right next to Big Lots. Or give him a call, 216-520-1977. That's 216-520-1977. Mario's Barbershop in Parma. 
Trust Joe's Lakewood Computer at 14035 Madison in Lakewood. They have over 30 years of professional service handling laptop and desktop repair services, virus removal, and data migration, and much more. You can trust them with hardware updates to your computer's memory and hard drive. Call 216-651-3880. Whether you need a simple Windows install or you're interested in the latest computers for gaming, call Joe's Lakewood Computer at 216-651-3880. This is Tim Elkhorn, radio voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers, for attorney Will Spiegelberg. Will Spiegelberg is not only a name you know, he's someone you can trust as your attorney, no matter the circumstance. Will Spiegelberg is an attorney you can always count on. Will Spiegelberg is the attorney you should contact for all your legal work. When you need an attorney, call Will Spiegelberg at 216-233-4240. Attorney Will Spiegelberg, a great teammate. 216-233-4240. Right back here on the Seth Williams Show with Mike Yasalka. Actually, uh, Paul Ratto in the uh, for Mike. Because Mike had to go get his ashes tonight, and he was actually being a reader at Mass. Um, Kind of weird thinking about Mike doing that, but, you know, I guess that's a good thing. If you see him on stage, he sounds like a preacher anyway, you know? (laughs) Uh, He does a lot of preaching on this show. Mainly it's about socialism and... And how everybody needs to pay their fair share. But, uh, yeah, good. Uh, all right. At least he does it. At least he does it with a smile. Yeah. I'm going to ask you uh, a favor, I guess, real quick here. Do you mind if we bring the flat earth guy on? He called in. He wants to say something. Uh, Go ahead. I don't care. Have you met the flat earth guy or heard the flat earth guy? He used to come on with you a lot. No, oh. but if he's ever interested in convincing people that my stomach's flat, I'm 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 with him. <laughs> All right. Well, he calls himself Plain Truth Guy, Flat Earth Guy. Uh, we don't have a lot of time tonight, Plain Truth Guy, to get into everything. But I know you wanted to say something. You there? And he's not there. He's, he's there, but he obviously can't. We can't hear him. Um, yeah, guy another time. What do you uh, think about these new baseball rules? Well, I, I went to minor league games uh, where they implemented the, the pitch clock and the games were sped up. Now, part of that is also the fact that the time between the innings probably is not as long as my, Major League Baseball. When they were talking about speeding up the games, I said, well, the first thing you got to do is cut the time between innings down. there decrease the time between um innings so they have to do it in other ways and and what they're going to do is they're going to make the batter stay in the box and they're going to make the pitcher not rub down the ball and when i watched those minor league games under with those rules i thought i thought it was good i don't think it made that big of a difference in their performance and it sped the game up it definitely accomplished the task look and i understand that but at the same time isn't it kind of fun to go sit at the ballpark for three hours, three and a half hours, and watch a, a day at the ballpark? You got the grass, you got the food, and you know it's kind of entertaining. I mean, look, you know, we talked about this before with, with Trip that football is an extremely boring game when you go to a live game. You got a lot of commercial breaks, and there's the action is is good when it happens, but it's few and far between. But at a baseball <laughs> game, 
part of the experience is going and enjoying some of that downtime and and hanging out with your family and, and enjoying an event. And I think that speeding it up kind of takes away from that. No, I agree with you where the, the baseball park atmosphere is, it's more like a, like a park, like a picnic. Uh, the pacing allows you to talk to the person next to you, uh, except for rare instances where something happens, you know, uh, you could actually hear the person next to you talking. Uh, people at football games are drunk. <laughs> you know, sometimes they get carried into the game because they've been tailgating. They get carried into the game set. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, but baseball, there is too long. Um, when I was going, I think two and a half hours, two hours, 45 minutes. And some of those games were actually happening with the Guardians last year because we would win those low-scoring games where my wife and I would get to our car and we said, hey, man, that was two hours and 35 minutes. And it, we we didn't feel cheated, you know. I, I think that uh, that that what baseball is doing is good, and and long it still could be too long. And I think they made the right move. Um, I think the bigger bases it looks ridiculous. I don't know how I haven't seen it on the field yet, obviously, but uh, something like that. I, I don't know if it enhances the game or makes it better. <laughs> I guess we're going to see on that one. I do hate the the rule where the pitcher is limited how many times he could throw to first. Yeah, I know. That, yeah. I, I know that they want to uh, increase the excitement by adding that rule, which would, which would entice teams into stealing more bases. But uh, I think they could have just told people to steal more bases. You know, they, the the Guardians did that last year. We had like I think we had four guys with around twenty stolen bases. Right. Uh, you just had to make the decision that it was worth it. Some teams they go for the, the the guys that hit 40 home runs and strike out 190 times. Uh, the Guardians decided to go small ball and uh, do baseball the way it used to. You know everything is cyclical, uh, Seth. The, the Guardians were successful with the type of baseball that they played, and that other people were going to say, "Hey, you know we're going to do that too." But look what Major League Baseball did. The Guardians said we're going to try to make contact with two strikes. Um, they said we're going to try to put the ball in play. We're going to try to beat the shift. And what did Major League Baseball do? They said to the Guardians, they said, no, forget about it. We're going to make everybody not be able to shift and take away your big strategy. I think it's a way for baseball to screw the Guardians, who are finally on the cusp of doing something revolutionary that was going to give them an advantage. Damn it. <laughs> All right. So I, I I don't want to do this to put you on the spot, but I'm going to because I don't think people tuned in to hear you talk about the Guardians. Um, what are you up to these days? And do you miss? Seth, I'm chilling like a villain. Um, I, I am working for Cleveland Clinic. I'm just a scheduler at a facility, helping patients get the get to see their doctors and their and their healthcare providers. Uh, it's a long way from where I was when we were with the big guy, but uh, it's a nine to five job. I, I mean, I used to work at the casino downtown. Right. Uh, where I am right now is a whole different atmosphere. It's a different energy. Uh, at Cleveland Clinic, I'm there helping people who need help. Yeah. At the casino, I was with people who needed help. You know what I mean? That's what I needed. Yeah. <laughs> and so the energy was no different problem. because uh, not that I uh, not that I am incapable of handling. Breaking up a little, Paul. Hello. Uh oh, what happened? 
Nothing. You're back now. Okay. I just uh, feel that it's it's a more fulfilling job at a little bit less of a of an income level, and that's where I am in my life right now. Um, it, it's cool. I'm I'm a happier person. I'm a better husband. I'm a better friend. I'm a better brother. You know, to my uh, family. It's just pretty cool. I'm going to just say this because, you know, it's something happened to me today and I was sitting there and it made me kind of sit back and have a little perspective in my life um, because, you know, they're trying to find me a job as far as like that I could do from home currently because they can't drive a car. And you still there? I think you blocked out there for a second there. We might have missed some of your dialogue there, buddy. All right. So, yeah, there's some sort of connection going on here. But um, they're trying to find me a job through like a job counselor kind of thing. And I started thinking about, you know, they said, well, what about customer service? And I wanted to throw the phone into the lake because that's not what I have done for the past 25 years of my life. And, you know, more or less the past 12 with Triv, I don't know how I'm able to handle moving away from something that I love that much. And I think that I would miss it too much. I think that, you know, this is what I want to do. And I, I, is it tough to step away? Well, I, yeah, uh, there, it's a big charge. I mean, man, there is no bigger charge than to get a room of people laughing. Yeah. Okay. And, and with, with us, where we were, where we were in a studio, um, we did our show to entertain ourselves because there was nobody else there. But then when you went out into the public and you, you did a remote and you saw the people that would listen to you every day, uh, that's where the charge came. That's where you said when I was in the studio, uh, I think about those people listening out there, and I want to deliver for them, and they they will respond. That's a big charge. It really is. But what I do right now, Seth, is is I um I do it one person at a time. Yeah. I'll use all of the things that we did in the show, all of the things we learned how to entertain people whether it's uh, trip show stuff or just general broadcast uh, information, knowledge, how to do it, you know. Um, and I apply it to what I do right now, and I bring joy to people one person at a time. Some people recognize me. Some people recognize, you know, the voice, or they look at my name tag and they figure it out. Uh, and it's and it's nice for that. And they, they, they all talk about how radio isn't the same without Triv, <laughs> you know. Uh, but But to talk about what we did years ago. You know, I mentioned to somebody that uh, February 7th was. Hello. But, but uh, 23 years ago, Seth. Yeah. For that epic moment. Yeah. It, it's tough, it's tough but, but if you just do it, do it one-on-one. -on -one. Do it with, for as many people as you can, even if that means karaoke and doing it for 10 people in a bar and half of them are drunk anyway. <laughs> you know, l let it carry you. Let it carry. Yeah, you you'll miss it. You miss it a lot. But uh, hey, man, they can't take away everything that we did. Yeah. We did good stuff. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think back about all those times and all those things that you guys did. And then when you know I was there, it was it was special. It was special doing something like that. It was, and you look back at it now, it's even more special when you think about it. Um. You know, some of the things I, I listened back to that you and <laughs> Marty did uh, was just some of the greatest radio of all time. 
<laughs> it was it, Seth. You were there. Um, what when was it that that he invited us to to bust balls on April Fool's Day? Yeah. We went up there. I think it was on March thirty first. We we went in a studio. Kim and Marty and and Triv and me all back together for that one time. Yeah. Uh, we had some sound that 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 survived that long. So we tried to make it sound like the show never went away. That was going to be the big ball busting thing. We're just going to do the show as if it was another day in the studio. Yep. Uh, we did enough things to let people know that it was live, that it wasn't some sort of canned version of it. Cause we talked about Kluber not getting any hit support on opening day. And, and uh, people were calling because we didn't take any calls because the callers wouldn't play along. If you remember, okay. we had to do the whole show without, um, without giving in that this was an April fool's joke. Curtis Danberg come to think of it was part of that show. Right, and he played along with it because we were talking about opening day coming up. Yeah, I, so uh, we did I, that. We did that yeah. show, and and, and uh, I remember reading the text messages oh, yeah. that were not around when we were on the show, and just the response from the people. And it, it was funny how it went both ways, because some people were like, "Oh my God, this is great! It's uh, tell me that I'm not dreaming. Tell me you guys are back for good." And then half of the the, the people that were texting. Never knew of Paul Ratto and Marty Allen and Kim Mahalik. And they were saying, where's Seth? These guys are the worst radio I ever heard. <laughs> it was, it was that, amazing. I remember sitting there that day because I wasn't allowed to do anything. Um, I wasn't allowed to talk. I just sat there playing on a computer. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was a flashback to another April Fool's Day joke, if you remember. <laughs> it was like the first time I had ever met Triv and ever met you guys. When I was working at MMS and you guys came over to my studio at the, at the rock station and took over that show and I had to <laughs> run the board and I was terrified. Oh, yeah, because I don't think that there was any delay. No, there was and no the subject matter was, was something else. Now, I remember about that. What I remember about that is that we went over to do the morning show and you were overnight. So uh, who was the guy that, that wasn't there that there was a Dick Dale or somebody? Yeah, and but I still had to run the board because I still I ran the board for that show. But yeah, you took over, right? But Dick, so so what happened was Brian and Joe went to another station. Bill yeah. Wills went to another station. I think did Lanigan and no, I think Lanigan didn't want to play along, so he stayed on MJI. But all the different morning shows went to other stations, yes. but not Dick Dale. Instead, yeah. the Trip Show did a double that day. So Dick Dale was pissed off. He thought that we were coming in as a trial morning show and would eventually replace him. And he got pissed off, not knowing that, you know, the trip show, we're just going to go anywhere so we could expose ourselves to a bigger audience and have some fun. And uh, Trip really enjoyed that MJ, uh, that uh, that MMS gig, because you guys didn't have a half of the commercials that we had. No, no. <laughs> it's funny because I can tell you stories about Dick Dale, man. That guy was a, a character. Uh, but yeah, that was the first time that I met everybody, and like you said, there was no dump button, so I was pretty, uh, pretty terrified about what the hell was going to happen. Uh, but it was, it was super cool, and that's what I loved about radio. And radio was so much fun uh, back in the day. Natalie says radio is not the same without Triv, Seth, you, Rado, but you will find the right thing for you to do, Seth, to keep up the awesome job you're doing with this show. Um, that's the one thing about this show that I love is that it's an outlet for me. Now it's an outlet that I still feel like I have at least a semblance of what I've been working for for 20-some years in hopes that for some effed-up reason that it actually 
takes off or ends up getting me something that I like doing. Um, that's why I do it. And that's and I love interacting with the people listening to the show. I and it's it's too much fun for me to just to give up right away. Well, Seth, you got a lot of guys that are pulling for you because you're a good guy. You know, we talk about people here, you know, being good guys, and there's some real goofballs in in broadcasting. You know, yeah. I mean, my God, don't don't get me started with some of these yutzes that I had to deal with. But you know, you're a good guy. You've had some adversity that you had to deal with, and you got a lot of people pulling for you. So you you know, it's, it's take it for what it's worth, and just like be part of the love. You know what I mean? It's better than going out there and saying stuff just to get people pissed off at each other and then spreading the hate. Spread the love, man. Absolutely. Uh, but that's what trivia good was. Uh, go out there and say something to piss people off. Um, but there was, but there, but, but the funny thing about him, and you know, being out on, I mean, I would be out on remotes with him because I would run the equipment at the at the places, yeah. right? Yep. Uh, Marty had to stay in the studio, so you were like in the situation where you had to stay in the studio. For the remotes, right? I mean, it was, oh, yeah. it was the big ones, for most part, like Coats yeah. for Kids. Yeah. So uh, Marty Allen and I, we did a we did a campaign. It was a, a bratwurst eating campaign where we would go out to different Marks locations and hand out hot dogs or bratwurst, whatever. We saw a lot of the people and said, I'm not kidding. I remember this guy came up to us. I think it was a mentor. And he says, you tell that Trevisano that he's the biggest jackass in radio. On Monday, when he said such and such about such and such thing, he's an idiot. On Tuesday, when he said that about that, it was an And he goes and he recites the entire week to us. Yeah. <laughs> right? Every yep. word. He listened to every word of every show, but came up to there to say how much he hated Trib. And Marty and I look at each other, realizing the same thing. Dude's probably the biggest fan of the show. Absolutely. But he hates Trivisano. Yeah. So we gave the guy a hot dog, and he was happy with it. But that was it. The people who hated Trevisano might have listened longer than the people who loved them. Yeah, yeah, that's I, I found that too. But and I mean, like I knew the Triv like hated me a lot of times um, <laughs> because I we probably had the same conversations in our morning nine o'clock calls. But you better find another job. Um, but I knew that he somewhat liked me when all of a sudden he said, "Find somebody else to run the board. I want you out of the." I want you out to coach for kids. I want you out at the Browns event. I want you out. And so I was actually able to go out to a lot of those things, uh, which is cool. Um, yeah. So that's why. The I truth was, uh, he liked having the support staff around him. Um, yeah. it, it was uh, it was a tough job he had to do. And it took a lot of energy. You saw that firsthand and uh, you've experienced it too. When you got to do those shows, it takes a lot of energy out of you. And he was happy for any type of support he can get. That's why when he had asked the guys from Chance or, or Billy Morris or any, any of the, the, the people that, that helped with the coach for kids, he was really happy. Hello. The biggest star, without a doubt. And people were there. They all went to go see him. And, and for, for Mike, he wasn't about to let any of them down, so he exhausted himself with those things. People just don't know. What what those shows took out of him? I mean, those he was really tired. Yeah, those coach for kids shows were were something. I mean, people didn't realize that how much work that he did behind the scenes. Um, there was a lot that went into those things, um, and oh. there was a lot of people that did donate a lot of their time, and it was a, a pain in the butt, I'm sure, for a lot of the band members. And um, you know, I always had some crazy ones. Probably the craziest one was, I think you were there. It was the night. When we had he had all the producers on stage, 
And then he ended up calling it at, like halfway through the show because the band pissed him off. Yeah, because the band and and yeah, th- those episodes that uh, people they found out. Well, they should have found out, and they should have took note. Don't piss off Mike Trevisano, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that uh, these people were coming on the show, and they knew it was a symbiotic relationship. Uh, you know, you come on the show, and I'm going to give you as much exposure as you can get on on the number one show in the afternoon. I mean, you saw the, the ratings for the trip show. I mean, you're talking on a trip show; two hundred and fifty thousand people are listening to you. Yeah. You're doing a band. Uh, you're you're you want your band promoted, and uh, you do this no for nothing. Way. But the amount of uh, uh, exposure you're going to get is going to help you down down the way it's up to you as that's trip talking to the band it's up to you to take advantage of the opportunity i'm giving you you know and some of them did it but then some people for some reason they thought that the people in that in that uh in that room paying all the money for coats for kids those people thought that they were there to see them no mike was the big dog and you were a great talented musician and you put on a hell of a show but they were there to see Mike. Don't piss off Mike, and they did. <laughs> and see, that was the problem, I think, with a lot of people that that I knew that worked around Triv was that they wanted, they didn't realize that just because they recorded a bit for him that they thought that they should be the star of the show, and it was always his name on the marquee. He didn't need you know, some of the people that did stuff for him. He that was him. Yeah. Yeah. See, Mike, oh, my God, we'd butt our heads, too. Oh, my goodness, we'd butt heads. I imagine you did, too, and there were a couple times. I'm surprised he didn't fire me. But, you know, when, when it came down to it, he would straighten me out. God knows that I would think that I was too big for that show, and, oh, my God, Tribusano, I, I never said you would be nothing without me because I knew that was totally wrong. But uh, there were just a couple some times where I, I had to question whether it was all worth it. And uh, <laughs> I'm glad that uh, that I stuck around as long as I did, because yeah. there was oh I screwed up absolutely I screwed up I think that was the thing that saved my job is that I would eventually admit that I screwed up, <laughs> but uh, yeah I did see a lot of people who thought that uh, what Trevisano did was easy, and if given an opportunity I can do that, and uh, and the fact of the matter was is that nobody worked harder than Trevisano not only at the Coats for Kids show but at, on his radio show. He was always working on his show. And some people, Bruce Drennan, needed to realize that. <laughs> yeah. Drennan just thought that that what Triv was was an anomaly. And uh, Bruce, for all of his broadcasting knowledge, was totally wrong. He was totally wrong on Triv. Triv taught Drennan how to do good radio. Drennan just didn't want to listen. Sorry, Bruce, if you're watching, that's the, God, that's the fact. Enjoy your retirement, buddy. Scott texted in. Good to hear you, Rad. Great memories. Oh man, I can go on forever with them. Yeah, I did write a book. So I told you that I wrote a book, and I and I never never put it out there. Um, I wrote a book. Triv always said he should write a book. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wrote a book, and not a lot of people know this, but Triv was going to be my partner in it. I uh, needed an angel investor, and I went to him, and I and I gave him the business, uh, the the book business. Uh, what we would need to get it off the ground, how much it would cost to print the books. We were going to self-publish it. We were going to go through a publishing company. We were going to self-publish it because we thought that uh, if he advertised it on his show, we'd sell X amount of dollars to cover our nut with the first pressing. And then we'd, we'd uh, use the second pressing to do a profit. And uh, so I I would knew that the book wasn't going to be successful unless I got Mike to endorse it because Mike could make or break anything. So, 
he, uh, he, we were going to go into business. All I had to do is the, there was one thing that we needed to do. I needed to secure advertising on, on the station that Mike made famous, right? Yep. They wouldn't take his advertising because they said that my firing, when Marty and Alan and I were fired, was a public relations point that they don't want to revisit. You got that, Seth? <laughs> and I said, uh, but if I am writing a book and I am not worried about it, doesn't that sort of make the public relations aspect go away? Isn't this a good thing that yeah. that Paul yeah. Ratto is, is still friends with you guys? And, yes. But they never did it. So just because of that fact, I never put the book out. I mean, it was written. It was edited. It was uh, ready to go for press. I just never put it out. You should and, do that. Uh, I'm thinking I should now, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know, uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that would be interested in doing that and reading that, including me. I would love that. Oh, just all the behind the scenes because it wasn't just what you heard on the radio. No, it was the behind the scenes stuff of the crack patrol. Well, that was the biggest part of the book. Everybody yeah. wanted to know everything they could about that day that we went out to go buy crack. But then there was uh, Mike's relationship with uh, with Drennan and with the other people at the station. And it's not a mommy dearest book, okay? It's not something that I'm going to reveal stuff that's going to cripple somebody's personality. Except Drennan, I don't care about him. But uh, <laughs> but it's, it's it's about stuff that happened behind the scenes and funny stuff about the entire time uh, of Triv. My time with Triv was wasn't wasn't too far after he got on afternoons. You know how I got on as Art Modell and uh, what happened uh, uh, with uh, Carl Monday when Carl Monday did the expose on the coats for kids. All this behind the scenes stuff that uh, if you were a fan of Mike Trivisano when he was on the Keep bringing up Paul. Maybe you should from even more, and you know this too, is a guy that that, that knows Mike Trivisano, the the Mike Trivisano, not the the radio guy, but yep. but as somebody who knows Mike Trivisano, the person, that's where I'm exposing people to some of the guy that Mike was. You know, when he lived on Donnell in, in Lynnhurst. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of things that people don't know that they think that they know. I mean, just because you heard him on the radio doesn't mean you knew who Trip was. Uh, yeah. For sure. Oh my God, Carl Monday! Oh, Carl Monday, that was just a what an episode! You'd never met. Don't ever mess with the Coats for Kids uh, uh, fundraiser. Triv had that so close to his heart, and Carl Monday did that expose. Oh my goodness, the stories that are in the book! Oh my God, I should put it out, and I'll donate some of the money to Coats for Kids. Not all of the money, but some of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you talked about the, how they uh, told you about the the advertising with them. They, when I had my leg uh, issue, and had, Billy Morris actually threw a fundraiser for me, and I asked them at the station, "Can you please promote this?" And they said no. And I they, said, well, "Why not?" And I was told, "Well, because it would be a bad PR move for us to, you know, we let you go, and then all of a sudden you got sick, and uh, we can, we can't promote that." I said, sure. the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, I'm not mad at anybody over there. Just help a brother out. I just got so <laughs> off my leg and lost my job and everything else. I mean, no, nothing. <laughs> you know, I might not ask you for my job back. I just want to, you know, mention this. Come on, man. I want to sell some beef. This little you know, benefit so I can have some sort of pay the doctor that chopped my leg off. <laughs> Uh, well, but you know what? It's it's tough to be in their position. I hate to do I this know. because they, you know, I mean, I know those people too, and they're not bad people. 
some of but them. as business people you can question how they do their business but they're they're not bad people yeah. yeah so i would never talk bad about them as people but but that's a situation where they they were thinking of their business i noted yeah, I that i was with you but their business decision yeah i understand well, it, it is what it is but paul yeah. we gotta run i thank you for joining me tonight i really do uh, that was fun i enjoyed mm -hmm. talking to you always I'm gonna get a camera though because this was tiring, you know, holding a camera Are you like holding this. Holding your arm up the the entire time. The entire time, I think I had strained us an abductor muscle if that's where it's located. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Yeah. Thank you for joining me. I, I do appreciate the audience loved it, so thank you very much. And uh, I hope to talk to you at least off air at some point. And, oh yeah. And let's keep in touch. And again, thank you very much. We got Paul Orlowski coming on on Monday, so go Guardians. Go Guardians. I'm Thank wait, I'm challenging much. Paul Orlowski to a dynamic camera just like I did this entire show. Yeah, let's see if Paul can actually hold the camera up the entire time. Thank <laughs> you, Mr. Rado. I will talk to you soon, my friend. Bye. Bye. Ever have, have a good night. We'll talk to you later. See hey, it's Seth for Smoking Rock and Roll Food Trucks. You gotta check them out, man. The food is just unbelievable. Mac and cheese is fantastic. The brisket, everything else is just to die for. You gotta check out Smoking Rock and Roll. 605 Clegg Parkway in Bay Village. You can give them a call 216-539-2239 to book a food truck. Uh, you know, Find out where they're going to be at. They're going to be all over the place, come there, especially when the spring and summer hits. It's unbelievable food. They win awards all over the place. Run by my good friend uh, Billy Morris uh, and his friend Todd. They're good people, and they make great, great food. you got to check it out. Smoke and Rock and Roll. SmokeandRockandRoll.com. Guarantees and Signs has become your complete one-stop sign shop. Call Jimmy at 216-299-9344. Their friendly and professional staff can and will help you build your company brand and identity from start to finish. One-stop means you get a complete package from one location. Custom logo design, vehicle graphics, banners, t-shirts, storefront marquees, and so much more. Guarantees and Signs. 4883 Turney Road. Call us at 216-299-9344. Hey, it's Seth for Audio Bay Studios in Bay Village. And now if you need a podcast done, you got a band, you got to record some stuff, Audio Bay Studios is the place to go. Train technicians, uh, good management there. I'm telling you, Audio Bay Studios has helped me out tremendously with my podcast. You want to go there, Audio Bay Studios, 605 Clegg Parkway in Bay Village. It's right next to, or in the same building, I should say, as Smokin' Rock and Roll. Some of the best barbecue food trucks in town. The best barbecue food trucks in town. Tell me, you got to check out Audio Bay Studios. I know the guy, Chris Aiken. I know the guy, Billy Morris. They're good people. They take care of you. Audio Bay Studios, if you got a podcast that you want to start recording, Audio Bay Studios in Bay Village is the place to be. 605 Clegg Parkway. Give them a call. 216-713-0066. That's 216-713-0066.